from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Absolutely. Positively. Positively? The, <laughs> the worst holiday Uh-oh. on record. Valentine's Day. I say it what I say. This is terrible. <laughs> it is the it's it's overrated. Uh-huh. But it, yet you, it, you're it gonna always, indulge. It's always below expectation. Mm. Sometimes even when it exceeds or goes above expectations, it can sometimes be bad. It's just too much. It's like too much salt in cookies. Okay, but you're starting off on a negative note, because you know what I was gonna tell everybody? We're gonna tell I'm them. really, really nervous about today's show. Oh, why is that? Yeah, because we're gonna try something we haven't done in a couple of years. What's that? And this is going to, we're, we're going to be relying on all of you, but in doing so, we're going to help you out. So, of course, it is Valentine's Day and yeah. you've already set the table. <laughs> low expectations. Yeah. But if you are scrambling today to figure out what to get your significant other, all of us here on the G and Ursula show want to make sure that you don't end up sleeping on the couch tonight. Okay. So we are going to invite you to call to call in today. What? At 11:30 we are going to open the phone lines. Wow. Okay, we I done just that I, I I know it hasn't it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to have you text us first uh 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. But at 11:30 we will open the phone lines mm-hmm. and we will let you share your Valentine's Day message to your loved Say ones. What? I know we're going old school. And also, how about this? At 10.30, I have the G's don't do it on yeah. Valentine's Do's Day Do's and list. don'ts. And your, no. your, 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 uh, your <laughs> Super Bowl one? Yeah. That was one for the ages. Okay. All so right. we're going to see if we can uh, give some good advice again. But of course, we're going to cover yeah. all the day's top stories. Mm-hmm. Again, join us on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476. Or you can also join us on our G and Ursula Show Facebook page, Best Community on Facebook. Oh, no question. Yeah. No question. Uh, before you go... Uh-huh. Uh, Yes, last night I went to go speak at uh, King County's Habitat for Humanity uh-huh. in Ursula. Guess what? Guess what they had uh, for dinner? Guess what some of the stuff they had for dinner? Guess what? Salmon. <laughs> no, they had a little grilled cheese and they had something else. Guess what it was? Mm. Meatballs. Let's get oh. to it. <laughs> Top stories of the day brought to you by Wastecar 40 Zusu in Auburn. Well, I just want to give a quick update on our most hotly debated topic from yesterday. The state house has now passed that bill that limits rent increases to 7% a year. Supporters say it's needed because median rents have outpaced median income for the last two decades and many people are drowning financially. Opponents say that bill would force many property owners to sell and that would only add to the lack of affordable housing in the region. This measure still needs to go through the state Senate. That could be a hard sell because another version of the bill died last month. But because it was such a hot topic, I want you to know that it is still alive, at least for this short session in Olympia. Yeah, Ursula, I think it's going to do the same thing. I think it's going to die again like it did last month. And this whole, I don't want to just say this, this whole threat of, oh, my goodness, if this happens, there's going to be a lot of us that's going to have to, that's going to sell. No, you're not. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe if there is some type of cap at 7% annually, it's going to force you to have to sell. You want to know why? 
because there is nothing that tells you what the rent you have to establish in the first place. So I know how business works. You know how business works. There's this thing called a little cushion. So sometimes people add in and put in a little cushion to make up for those things. So that threat of, oh, my goodness, we're going to have to sell our homes. I'm not saying you're lying. I just don't believe you. Yeah, I actually believe because we saw it already during the pandemic. And also we've seen it with all the regulations that have been added for uh the property owners in the city of Seattle specifically, but just in general, uh, it, it seems to be that there's more and more of a burden on people who own the properties. And um, I think it's just a disincentive. That all said, if this were to pass, my question would be, could you also put a cap on property tax increases, which I guess we just did because they're they're not able to. Um, it's one percent. Yeah, it's exactly so. So that is a positive. I mean, if you could put a cap on utility increases and property tax increases, perhaps more people would be supportive of this. But text us eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six triple eight ninety seven three Cairo. If you are among those who have said, "I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm done renting," because I know that there are people who listen. I, I know there's a lot of people that listen. I want to ask you this, and I kindly am asking this, so that maybe I can better understand. Yeah. If you are a property owner and this 7% cap would force you to sell because of that, can you please text in, and I want you to specifically explain to me how that would force you to sell? Because. Mm-hmm. I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, we want to we want to learn. I don't believe it. Okay. So I quick, learn. quick note on this, if it does pass the Senate and is signed by the governor, it would go into effect immediately. Yes. So it would not be 2027 anything like that. There you go. Okay, a city on the east side is stepping up now to address the homelessness crisis and a lack of affordable housing. This is Redmond. The Redmond City Council has just approved a land transfer that would allow the city to build an affordable housing complex for people who are homeless. But some neighbors aren't happy. That was my money they just gave away. And they haven't asked my opinion. We live here. We pay taxes here. We don't want to see our money being given away just, you know, because somebody asked for it. Despite getting flooded with complaints like that, the council did give the green light to develop that property into a six-story building that would include 100 units of housing. It would be run by Plymouth Housing. That is the same group that would have run a similar project that was voted down recently in Kenmore. This Redmond resident tells Como 4 News the city hasn't given them enough notice and he feels like they're ramming this project down their throats. Who's going to find out who these people come from, who they are? Help the people who need help. Be better, be more discerning at screening people, and be responsible for their actions. So, gee, the city says everyone who would live at this facility would have a documented disability, would be below the 30% area median income, and would also be currently experiencing homelessness. First, I want to say kudos and show love to Redmond. Redmond, good for you. We have been talking about inside of King County. We talked about the story about how Kent and Tequila, where they had their situation where they had to go to the city of Seattle to get financial help. And we keep saying on this show that this is going to have to not just be on Seattle. That's right. This is going to have to be with, uh, on others to take that responsibility. So first, I just want to say kudos to Redmond. Appreciate y'all. want to show y'all mad love. Now, um, I'm going to do my best, Ursula, to not... Because um, earlier I thought about going really like off, but I didn't want to frustrate people because sometimes I can go too crazy. But there was something inside of this article and 
it was from a co-owner by the name of Thomas Yin. And he said he is in favor of creating affordable housing. Okay, good for you, Thomas. But he's worried about the potential for crime and open air drug use. So here's my question. When you or anybody else, when you think of affordable housing, is the first thing you go to is drug use? Is that, is that is that is that what you all believe? Do you guys believe that people on that are struggling financially and are having a problem with housing affordability automatically are doing drugs? And then it goes on to say, quote, the only thing is safety is my concern. Mm. If that program is helping the people on low income, happy to do that. And I'm just only concerned for safety. So my next question is this. When people are struggling financially and are trying to get help with housing affordability, do you automatically think of your safety? If so, I wonder why. So I wonder why housing affordability help with that leads to concern about drugs and also concern about safety. Instead of giving my opinion and instead of trying to show you examples of how these discussions were used with integration years ago at housing, I'm going to try to give the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to try to learn more with this topic. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things after we talked about Kenmore and how that project was rejected after they had the the buildings uh, available, the property available, I'm going off the top of my head, but it's like everything was green light until enough people in uh, Kenmore just said, we're scared exactly what you said. Uh, And they looked into other projects run by Plymouth Housing. And so uh, one resident who I actually happen to know was saying that they looked at the history of what has been run by this organization and the problems that have cropped up. I understand. I, I will give you the that you would worry about safety. We're all worried about our safety. So, but your question about do you always associate people who need affordable housing with being dangerous criminals? And, you know, what causes that way of thinking? I think that we all need to realize that to solve this problem, which is a regional problem, every single community in this region is going to have to do their part. And like you said, kudos to Redmond that despite people saying, hey, you know, I, I don't want it or that's my money. Why, why do I need to do it? It's like we all need to make sure that we do our part. Otherwise, this is going to be a problem that that will never be fixed. And each and every year we'll be asked to give more money and we'll never see a dent in the in the problem. Before you move on, I wanna, uh-huh. I wanna ask this. What are you more worried about? Are you more worried about drugs, safety, or your property value going down? That's not, a, that, that is a question for you all. To just, We're not gonna answer it now. That's for you to take home and you talk with your friends and family about this topic. Yeah. But what is it that you like are concerned with? Your, your, yeah. Your, yeah, what is it that you're concerned with when you hear affordable housing coming into your community and or neighborhood? Well, the other problem is, as you've talked about, affordable housing being a buzzword, it's a misnomer. Like, w- what is affordable housing? But in any case, they've specifically said this facility with 100 units would... Um, 
have these particular requirements for the residents who live there. Sure. It looks like the city of Renton is going to be joining Tequila with some of the highest minimum wages in the entire country. Initiative on yesterday's special election ballot is heading to passage with 58% of the ballots saying yes. Mm-hmm. Organizer Guillermo Sasueta says as of July 1st, the city of Renton is going to get more support from its lowest wage earners. They're going to have a little bit more money in their pocket every paycheck. And we're also going to see that they're going to be recirculating that money back into the local economy. So assuming that this passes G, larger businesses would be paying $20.29 an hour. Medium businesses would pay $18.29. And then the smallest businesses are actually not going to see any change to what they're already paying. So let's go to the critics, Ursula. I'm going right down to that. Is that fair? Uh, the, sure. cri- the critics say in this, um, raising the minimum wage would force businesses to cut jobs and benefits while putting small businesses with lower wage positions at a hiring disadvantage. First thing, like I think you just kind of talked about, uh, first, let's be clear, uh, businesses with 15 employees or less are exempt from all of this, right? They don't have to worry about that thing. And then the last thing that they mentioned on there, something that kind of comes up on this show and on our text line all the time is, they've also argued that the wage increase would lead to higher prices at restaurants and stores. Well, we're paying those higher prices at this point. Uh, look at you, Ursula. I, you, 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 you got, I mean, I was, I was just going to ask everyone, aren't prices going up everywhere? And like we talk about all the time, everything's going up except for? Wages. Mm. Yeah, the, they're not going up at the same pace, mm-hmm. uh, certainly. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm curious, though, and I want you guys to weigh in. Should we have the same statewide minimum wage? What do you think, Ursula? I know you're going to say yes. No, no, that's that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm going to (laughs) say. I want to know what you say because I think, you know what I think about you? I think over the last four years, we've been talking about this stuff so much and you're seeing how things are going down. I'm more of a fiscal conservative, I guess, between the two of us, would you say? Yes, 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 you are. Yes. But... But I, yeah, I, you know, I believe in investing in people. I also understand that for those smaller businesses that are exempt under these, mm-hmm. um, that I think that's a good thing because I think it's unrealistic to expect. And I also expect that that prices are going to go up. So all these things can be true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think that I have to be convinced. I would have to. I would have to talk to actual economists. I mean, I don't mean to to bow out of this answer mm-hmm. but I'm going to because <laughs> <laughs> because I want to know you know does it make sense to have the same minimum wage 20 21 dollars an hour in eastern washington where prices might be a little bit lower they are lower so average rent in the tri cities is like 1385 average in spokane yes. is about you know 1350 if you're making the 1628 washington state minimum wage that's 33 grand a year you're paying half your salary and rent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he came equipped. <laughs> so I would say, you know, I would I would lean toward that. But yeah. like I said, I would yeah. love to do a little more research. You know me. You know what? I, I love you for that. <laughs> I sure appreciate it. You know what I really appreciate? When you take the... <sighs> Will you take them deep breaths like that? I know you just, oh, gee, I'm, I'm, yes. I, need to, I need to do more research. I do. I, I do, because I understand I, I understand the need. We can't be stuck. Well, what is our federal minimum wage, though? 
Uh, That's outrageous. Seven minutes colder. <laughs> Imagine doing an hour's worth of work and someone having you a five and a couple bucks. That's just nuts. Okay, still ahead. Okay. So yeah, we're 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 gonna so wrap up. A is our main bit. man Matt Markovich? Is he hanging out with us? Yes. Uh, he's he is. gonna be talking about the changes in resentencing for Washington felons. Yes, we're going to get discussing with that. Next, we appreciate all of you. Happy Valentine's Day. Make sure you look forward to it. 1030, I will be having the G's don't do it list at 1030. And at 1130, Ursula told everybody we will be opening up the phone lines so you can say sweet nothings to someone on that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I told Dave Ross we were opening up the phone lines, what his eyes say? lit up. He said, you know, for many, many years, I was like, Dave, I am very aware that we used to do all open lines when it came to our talk shows. So we were rattling off the names. We remember Kay in Lake Forest Park, Dick in Lake City. Really? Yes. Longtime listener, first time caller. Hey, you got a chance to do that. Coming up at 1130. 888-973-5476-888-97. you're going to be ready for them calls, bruh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. And by the way, I just want to let you guys know, Nick today is not on the board. He is here producing today, Woo-hoo! shadowing chef. <laughs> Good to have you, Nick. And my main man, Brady's on the board. Matt Markovitz next. General. is the G and Ursula show. Text us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. I'm getting into the segment just a teeny bit late because right before I turned on the mic, G, you were saying we really have some of the smartest listeners who text this show. No, no, True. no. True story. We seriously have very smart listeners. And when I ask questions, they answer back and they give me perspective and give me ideas and give me another angle to way of looking into something. That blessing that we get every single yes. day is huge. Yes. It's appreciate huge. it. Really, really Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. Okay, so the state house has now passed a bill that would give convicted criminals an easier way out of prison. And, of course, my first question is going to be, why? Uh, and to answer that would be our very own Matt Markovich, who joins us not in studio, but live nevertheless. Good morning, Matt. I'm I'm in space today. <laughs> today. Okay, so yeah, good morning. Well, appreciate you coming on. Uh, really wanted you to be on with us this morning because I know you're heading out. But so tell us about this bill and who's so, pushing it and why. Well, here's why it came to my attention. So what I've been doing is going through the legislature, the votes, and seeing what is the most closest vote. What has the most controversy? And this is number one. If you go by the vote, this is a vote that was taken yesterday. As you know, all the Democrats are uh, leading. They they run everything there. So this vote passed by six votes. Uh, the, uh, this bill passed by six votes. Seven Democrats joined all the Republicans in saying no. So that's why I'm talking about this, because it was the most controversial vote-wise bill in the legislature. And what it does is basically establishes a process by people who are convicted of a felony to petition the court for a a modification of their original sentence. Now, why this is important in in a kind of a constitutional way is that until now, only the governor can commute a sentence. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you've heard of parole. People can get parole for good behavior. That's always been there. It will still be there. But this allows a superior court judge to basically take the job of the governor and decide whether or not this person should be released. And there are conditions. Uh, the person must be in prison for at least 10 years if they committed the crime, if they're 18 or older. They had to be in prison for seven years if the offense was when they when they committed was they were 17 or younger. The prosecuting attorney must ask for the uh, consent to the resentencing. And the only crime, and get this, the only crime that's exempt from this is aggravated murder, which means any mm-hmm. other serious crime, any kind of rape, armed robbery, kidnapping, felony assault is eligible for resentencing. And the Department of Corrections has to notify the prisoner once they reach that 10 year mark. Hey, you know, you can go get your case resentenced no matter what the crime is, except for aggravated murder. OK, and so the, is, is the premise is is the, yeah exactly is the premise that there are so many people in our current prison system who shouldn't be there anymore or who have or should be released on good behavior that that aren't eligible for that I mean what is the big push for this right now Well the key line in the legislation is this and I'll quote it for you that the uh, the original sentence no longer serves the interests of justice and the person and. What they're talking about, there's a lot of social inequities about sentencing, uh, a lot of injustices in our current system of how that happens. Uh, People of color are unfairly sentenced sometimes. Uh, So all those issues are being brought to head on this. And so that it gives a second chance for almost anybody who wants one, and they have to initiate this, to leave prison sooner than their original sentence says. And that's the real impetus of this but that the opposition the main opposition against it is this is going to re-traumatize the victims in these cases because they're going to have to go to court maybe even argue against this uh, and it's not it's inflicting uh, unnecessary trauma on the victims now that's the angle that where i have a hard time with it Mm -hmm. right like that's the angle now on one hand, I'm, I'm kind of talking this out in my head, so but I'm just doing it on the air. On one hand, I totally understand and believe that after 10 years, someone could have changed. We all can change even without some type of strict consequence. That's number one. But number two, I think that you have to protect the victim in this case because that victim Number one, had to probably testify early on, let's say it's sexual assault or something like that. And then if that person got, let's say, 20 years for that, you know, real serious sexual assault. I don't like to say the other word, but real serious sexual assault. Right. Right. For that. Then they get to have to come back because this person after 10 years is eligible to be resentenced and that has to put that victim. So I am opposed to this. I want to bring up something else that that you didn't mention, but I'm going to guess that this has to be a consideration. And that would be, are our courts able to even handle this right now? No, that was talked about a lot. And uh, the Republican argument against it is they're not. So this bill has $20 million tied to it to pay for some of this resentencing costs. Not all of it, but the courts are saying... Because of the Blake decision, because of COVID, right. we are so backlogged, and yes. you have to resentence everybody at ten years. 
we can't handle that. I so just that mentioned up. this yesterday, Matt. I, gee, I just mentioned it. Remember I said prosecuting offices across, especially Western Washington, yeah. they're already stretched. People, the attorneys are burned out. Uh, they're having to borrow from other departments to try to get rid of the backlog of cases. Mm-hmm. And this idea that anyone other than someone who has committed first degree murder could ask to have their sentence redone. Yeah, uh, and 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 Lolo just texted in, and this is this is kind of how I feel about it. Why does the state have more sympathy toward the criminals than the victims? Sometimes I feel like this state got more sympathy towards criminals than folks that are poor. Well, that's a whole nother thing too. I hope they don't take that and use that as a promo because I have yeah, a feeling that they will. Please, <laughs> please don't. don't. Somebody gonna just, re- hear me say no. that and they not have context to that. But no, I'm I'm kind of being. <laughs> I'm not really not all that off what I what I just said right there. You know, sometimes. But well, mm. Matt, so you said some Democrats joined the Republicans. Does this we have a short session? Does this have a chance? I mean, it it passed the state house, but is it going to pass the Senate? Uh, it could. Uh, the there was there was no companion bill like you know normally like the rent control there was a companion bill that died. There's no companion bill on the Senate side that went through the process. So we don't know how the Senate's going to react. Hmm. So it could. Yes, very well. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is going to pass. Yeah, nah, and I, I just I, 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 I feel like that, that just nah. priority wise, man, yeah, this does not nah. rise to the level of yeah. uh, what what needs to happen and, in and, a short and session. If, Sorry. And, if the, and if those that are listening that uh have a say so in this, listen, this is the show of common sense. The G and Ursula show is the show of common sense. Do not pass this. This is not a good idea. You might want to think about the victims in this situation. Don't do it. (laughs) Matt, appreciate your time. Thank you. As always, happy to help. Man, the more I think, more than the more I think about it, the, the hotter I get. I know. <laughs> uh, can you? <laughs> what the heck? Well, just in, and to take this on right now, when we already have an overburdened court system, yeah. we have. I'm sorry, crime that is happening right now that is not, you know, even litigated to the extent that it should be. Well, Ursula, <laughs> and then now we're talking about. Getting people out of prison sooner. We're on the same page. I'm a little worried before we get out of here. Chef, are are, are... I did read an interesting op-ed in the News Tribune today by someone whose uh, sister was murdered. He's also a convict. He said that he supports it, and he said resentencing allowed him a process to be able to forgive his sister's killer. Not every victim wants uh, whoever perpetrated the crime locked up forever. And, so, and I appreciate that yeah. perspective, although I'm going to guess it's in the minority. Likely so. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Ursula. Is it fair to say that I'm not a very forgiving person in general? <laughs> and you ain't even got to commit no aggravated assault against me. <laughs> yeah. You can say something to me one time, and I won't forgive you. This is true. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know why that randomly popped in your head, but I am confirming. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't play no games. Hey, coming up next on the Gene Ursula Show, we need to talk. Travis Kelsey. I know y'all tired of it, but there's something new. Yes, Travis Kelsey. There is something new in Ursula. I don't know if she feels better about it or not. We'll see. I we'll do. see. You do? Okay. Next, Gene Ursula.
It is the Gene Hersel Show. Good morning, everybody. So, listen, we have the 10 o'clock hour coming up. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. In the 10 o'clock hour at 1030, I, there will be a list. You know, I love the list. And it's <laughs> G's don't do it list for do, Valentine's Day. Do you have Day. some dues? No. Oh, I'll give some dues. I have some straight up don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard to top that meatball story, <laughs> but don't do it. Your advice is really right. good. And in 1130, 1130, we're going to be open up the phone lines. So Liz and Which Gig makes Harbor, me very very nervous. Liz and Gig Harbor, you can you can uh, call in and 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 wish your. Uh, boo, a happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. 888-973-5476. Was it, that is our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, but that is also the number that you will call. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just hear G and I doing our Valentine's nah, Day nah, messages. We're, we're we want to hear yours. For sure. And you can tell your loved ones, listen, yeah. and, and uh, they'll they'll hear the words yeah. that you meant to get at the Hallmark shop. So, <laughs> so Ursula, you did what you're supposed to do. You uh, wrote about the Travis Kelsey discussion yes, in the for stuff Northwest. for My Northwest. And uh, I saw it was on the Cairo page. And I was Ooh. looking at the difference between when you post something on the Cairo page as opposed to on the G and Ursula page. Yeah, it's a tougher crowd on the Cairo Radio Facebook page. Really? I'll, uh, I'll say that people are coming after me. <laughs> yeah, they're coming after you. Like, <laughs> oh, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder they, they where wanted that, us canceled. I wonder where that comes from. Uh, like, like, I don't know. know. Anyways, Travis Kelsey right now is addressing his controversial Super Bowl conduct with his own brother, Jason Kelsey, on their podcast. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. Yeah, where it looks like uh, you caught Big Red off guard a little bit. <laughs> As he said, I gave him, I got him, I got him with a cheap shot. People are all over this, and I, I mean, I get it. I can't. Yeah, I, you, you went, you went, you crossed the line. I think we can I, both I, agree. I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. When he, when he stumbled, I was just like, oh. Or even, like, I mean, yeah. even, I mean, let's be honest, the, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this retrospectively. Yeah. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a passionate guy. No, this is terrible. No, 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 no. This is awful. Your brother obviously gets it, and you still don't get it. You still don't get it. So this is awful. I don't even want to talk about this no more. Okay, well, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. I mean, <laughs> okay, so I, this, you know this what? is awful. Okay, let's, let's pull the curtain back for a second, because... I'm listening to this for the first time. I, I, this is the first time I've heard that apology or that that explanation. Yeah. And I'm actually hopeful. No, that, hopeful. No, no, Yester- no, no, yes- that was terrible. Yesterday, I, I still think he has work to do. Check out what I wrote on MyNorthwest.com. I, I went into depth. Go on the Cairo uh, news page and, and go look at it. <laughs> oh, please, please. Uh, if you go on the Cairo radio page, just... And you are a supporter of the show. Uh, please do some fighting for us. <laughs> no. uh, w- without getting too aggressive, please. Uh, but uh, in any yeah. case, mm. my point on yesterday's show and also in my editorial is yeah. that that is a red flag. For a, for a lot of people who've been in abusive relationships, that was triggering that was worrisome there were a lot of people and he had to address it i wished he had addressed it without joking around without the coach coming to his defense yeah i get it it was 
a very, very, you know, big stage and a mm-hmm. lot of pressure and it's football, et cetera, et cetera. But we had Cliff Averill on on Monday who said, yeah, that's not something that you would typically see. He says, I've never done it. No, exactly. Hey, but, but, and I ask, nobody has nobody has any record of that ever happening again. And again, Ursula, I'm going to replay it again because I think it is important. This man in front of the world gave the F-bomb yelling in his coach's face and it wasn't a he pushed him he did uh, he did he got to what i'm what i'm hearing though is jason is leading which if you listen to their podcast jason often is leading let's face it i think he's the smarter one between the two you know the broadcast and, showed you yeah, having a heated exchange with coach reed <laughs> so heated yeah where it looks like uh, you caught big red off guard a little bit <laughs> as he said i gave him i got him, i got him with a cheap shot People are all over this, and I, I mean, I get it. I can't. Yeah, you, you went, you went, get you crossed the line. I think we can I, both I, agree I, on I that. I can't, I can't, I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. When he, when he stumbled, I was just like, oh, my head. Or even, like, I mean, Damn. even, I mean, let's be honest, the, the yelling in his face too is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this retrospectively. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a passionate guy. Well, and it goes on because he he said what he did was inappropriate. What he did was. Uh, and he also says he wants Ursula, he wants to tell the rest of the world what he thinks about their opinions. I got a certain relationship with him. He's he's checked me a few times and with his coach. Um, I just want to let him know that I wanted this thing and that it, he, he can put it on me. And, uh, and I got him. And, um, you know, it's just uh, it came in a moment where. Uh, we weren't playing very well. I wasn't playing very well, and we had uh, we had to get some going. And uh, sometimes emotions ramped up. Sometimes those emotions get away from me, man. And I've uh, that's been the battle of my my career. But everybody else, I don't I don't give a what anybody else says. I talked to Coach Reed about it today, and we kind of chuckled about it. Okay, didn't need the part about we kind of chuckled about it. The, I mean, Coach Reed has been coming to his defense, and again. I get it. But if you look at the history of Travis Kelsey, he also had an incident on Christmas Day where he threw his helmet and had some kind of exchange with the coach. Uh, wasn't there a practice where he punched a, or or shoved a, a, one of his teammates during a practice? I saw a video of that last night. I mean, he's a hothead. So I stick with my thing about... I hope that he gets some help trying to figure out how to emotionally regulate in the in, in the heat of the battle. And I get that it's football, but I don't think that what he did was appropriate. I'll, I'll, I'll stay with that, but I'm hopeful that he's at least acknowledging. I have an angle. Yeah. We reported on this from September 2023 until three weeks ago. The NFL... <laughs> made $341 million just Mm -hmm. from the appearance of Taylor Swift, who is dating Travis Kelsey. A large part of that increased revenue is due to the fact that little girls between the ages of 12 and 17 are now watching. Yep. Okay. So we we talked about that. Yep. We also know that the NFL has a problem with domestic violence and players who... Yeah. Commit domestic violence. So my last question is, is who is going to come out and be serious about this topic? Because it's not Travis Kelsey. It's not Andy Reid. Jason Kelsey. Oh, yep. The person who wasn't even there involved. 
Coming up next on the G and Ursula Show, it is the 10 o'clock hour, and we will be talking about the Washington State Senate, how it passes a bill to expand, expand prohibited weapon zones. G and Ursula.